Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 167, episode 4 of Der Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Thursday, January 14th, 2021, a cool six days until January 20th. It is looking as though the president is going to make it to the end of his term because Moscow Mitch is not a. Uh, don't want to have to go to work early. Don't want to work that hard, so uh, he's gonna mm-hmm. wait until Biden is the president to uh, allow the Senate to uh, hear the president's second impeachment. Um, that is what we're hearing as of right now, but it sounds like he might impeach him. We'll get into all that. Uh, but first, let me tell you that my name is Jack O'Brien, aka How Many Bajas You Have to Blast Before You Pee Like Adventure Golf. Drink too much, your heart explodes, cause Baja's got to blast. Red, white, green, or blue, shotgun your Mountain Dew, PepsiCo, oh, oh, oh. If it's Baja Blast, hey, that's good do. Uh, that is courtesy of me, since we mentioned uh, that artist yesterday. And I'm thrilled oh, wow. to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! <laughs> FBI came and caught me red-handed, breaking down the Capitol door. <laughs> Picture this, we were all barefaced, stealing from the speaker's floor. How could I forget that I had streamed it all to IG? All this time we were standing by, they never took their eyes off me. Oh my God, Duke stormed the Capitol. Okay, I was just <laughs> I was giving it the whole, just the Rick Rock part. Almost came with Shaggy. Uh, but thank you so much to Johnny Davis, the compulsive monster for that. It wasn't me inspired again. That was beautiful. Yeah, well, just, also nice the... That uh, Kiro Kiro Bonito, aka, was also inspired by the fact that there's new Baja Blast flavors coming. Uh, Wait, what? Curtis, yeah, they're they're doing a uh, it's like Baja Flash and Baja and Melon Blast or something. Let's coming. Okay, coming we, at us. We, we we have to discuss. We ha- we have to actually discuss this properly as a show. So I think we need to put space all right. In we'll that get for the to third it. We'll get because to I also want to yeah, hear yeah. our guests too. I feel like this is something that can't just be one of those things we. Run yeah, this wild is important off the news. Yeah. We are thrilled to be joined to have her hot takes on Baja Blast uh, <laughs> and possibly other things. Uh, she is the hilarious, the talented, the brilliant Danielle Radford! Hey, hey, hey. Hi, hello, happy to be here. Very happy to talk about the blasts that Baja made. Yes. <laughs> That's, I, I didn't realize. I, I, didn't get, I didn't think I was tagged in that news as much. Uh, except what are for the that new one flavors? Tea. Do we know? Everybody said, uh, what is it? Baja Be Thy Blast? Yes. Uh, there was like that one tweet everybody was tagging us yeah, in. I got that about 30 times. I have become, that has become part of my, uh, that what people feel obligated to share with me. And I appreciate it. Mm. I like it every time. So shout out to y'all. But there is a melon flavor and a pineapple flavor coming, I believe. Let's see here. Baja Punch and Baja Flash. Uh, Baja Punch is fruit punch flavored. Baja Flash is pineapple coconut. And I'm assuming they'll have extra sugar and extra caffeine like a regular Baja Blast. Okay. Do we like this co-opting of the Baja name to introduce these other flavors? Do they feel... I feel like Baja Blast, like, it doesn't need its own expanded universe of flavors. Right. Like, it's its own thing. Yeah. Uh, it's It does seem like Stolen Valor a little bit yeah. where they're just trying to, you know, catch some glow off of the... Oh, you're... 
oh, you're Baja Blast? What's your yeah. MOS? <laughs> exactly. That's what somebody really asking somebody served. But um, yeah, I, I don't. Mean, it, it's weird to me that they are dropping this before. Like it, they could make a huge event out of just making Baja Blast available places that aren't Taco Bell. Uh, yeah. Like in okay. stores, I mentioned that they had like the Baja Blast Zero uh, that was in stores, but they didn't really drop the Baja Classic on us. So it, it seems like a missed opportunity. I'm wondering if it has something to do with their agreement with Taco Bell. But I think you, you know. take the pineapple, uh, you mix it with the coconut, you put it into caffeine, <laughs> and then you put that shit in Costco where we can all just be getting messed up. Yeah. God, the dankest, <laughs> most hype pina coladas you've ever had. Ooh, yeah. Okay. A little of that Kirkland signature brand tequila. Do they? Yes. Do they even offer that? Oh, yeah. There's Kirkland brand there. There's Kirkland brand fucking insulin, probably at this point. <laughs> Sadly. I mean, I mean, <laughs> we are right. headed for that. Amazon yeah. is uh, now going to be a healthcare company. So. Uh, hey, Costco is where you can uh, just a, a point of order. If you do, in most states, check your state. But in a lot of states, you don't have to have a Costco card to get your meds there. And generic meds are so much cheaper at Costco than they are in other places. Not your doctor, real? just a person oh, sure. that takes medication. That's yeah. real. Wow. Check yeah. your state. But in a lot of states, yeah, if you go in and you say, I'm just going to the pharmacy, go to the pharmacy and you get the meds at a good, good price. Mm. Generics. Boom. And you can, uh, at Walmart or Ralph's, you can say, I'm here to go to the pharmacy and they'll send you around back. And then you can <laughs> uh, get <laughs> uh, not great deals, but uh, the the doctors are really easy. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. It might be they the same dude that sent you back there. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, uh, hold on. Give me a head start so I can put my lab coat on it. Seems like I was looking at <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Get, wait 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Danielle, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about just how the GOP, we're checking in with them, uh, how they're doing psychologically with this uh, just drastic moment of cognitive dissonance. We'll look at a symptom of that, Steve Ducey, how he's doing. We will look at what the, what the actual capital looks like right now. It looks like a war zone. We'll check in with the parlor story. People are talking about how, especially on the right, they're acting like parlor is causing the. Uh... Hold on, I don't know why the Ghanaian pallbearer track just started <laughs> blasting. I was on. <laughs> uh, sorry, y'all. You can keep that in. I don't know why the fuck that went down. I was like, damn, Miles is hyped for this. I'm story. like, yeah, bro. Just <laughs> so you know, bro. get the Ghanaian pallbearer music out. <laughs> What the fuck that started playing off of? I think I'm being uh, something. I don't know. I mean, okay. maybe maybe we are uh, playing the Paul Bear music for Parlor. Uh, yeah. You know? Shout yeah. That was apropos. So, yeah. Apropos Parlor. Uh, <laughs> uh, but they are being used as the uh, martyr. They, they've been banned. It is First Amendment violations. And our writer, JM, did some research and found that they're really they really went under mostly because of incompetence and just being a bad business, a poorly uh, executed website. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, Harry Styles and Jason Sudeikis. They, they What's going have, on? Uh, I'm curious. Jason Sudeikis has challenged him to a duel, uh, yeah. and they're going to be shooting at each other at dawn. Uh, yeah. Bridgerton style. Yeah. I, I finally finished Bridgerton. Pretty Yo, bad. talk about... A show all about pulling out and like being <laughs> disrespectful with your nuts. Yeah. Just like, and just 
a a minute and a half like showing sex to completion of a minute and a half and then like <laughs> pulling out it's like yo what is this Why? it's right. violent pulling out yeah yeah, yeah. he's like ah Come on, as he rolls like, over, crushing your nut in your hand, like it's like, oh, never get this shit because I have daddy wow. issues. Like, okay, pal, um, yeah. sweet, but yeah, I never thought a whole show would hinge on me being like, once he gonna nut in her, once he gonna nut in her. <laughs> Like, truly, I was like, this that show's is, wild because that, I'm over here with her match. Like, when is he gonna shoot up the club? What the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> Yo, that is legitimately like the whole second half of the first season is and then like the <laughs> the resolution is like ah he did it <laughs> she's like yeah and that's no. how we know he no longer cares about his father what right <laughs> oh, you're like man. then most motherfuckers out here hate their dads if this is the benchmark <laughs> we're using um <sighs> we'll also talk anyway. about the lord of the Rings series on amazon if we have time uh, another series that is supposedly going to hinge mostly on pulling out. Uh, before we get to any of that, Danielle, we'd like to ask our guests uh, to tell us something from their search history. Okay, so let me pull this up. The uh, Something from my search history. It used to be, why do my cats hate me? And now it's, <laughs> why do my cats stare at me? Uh-huh. Mm. Um, so over the quarantine, um, mama was lonely and there were two little babies that needed a home and they're like these bonded twins. Uh Um, and I call them, they're little ginger tabby babies. Uh, they're dumb as fucking rocks and, uh, (laughs) they're just stupid, but there's Ripley and then there's Hudson. And obviously Ripley is the smarter, more brave one. And Hudson is a destructive little bastard. Um, so they used to, they still do, but not as much anymore, like hide every time they saw me. And I was like, damn, like, am I that scary? And I was reading about it and they were like, uh, if your cat is hiding from you, uh, it's because you're loud and you're scary and you're huge. And I'm like, well, damn, you ain't even met me. Um, (laughs) Stop being, (laughs) stop being so on the nose. And so, uh, but it's just like they, they've been through some stuff because uh, they're fosters and I don't know what their history is, but I'm assuming it's not great, but they're warming up to me now. So like this morning I woke up to two little orange heads, like peeking over my what? bed, oh. just fucking staring at me. <laughs> so they're warming up. They It's just slow, slowly by slowly. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. just got to be patient. They're warming up. They have a new game where if I go to go feed them, they'll follow me into the kitchen and see which one can get closer before they like eat and run away from me. It's yeah. kind of really cute. That's I mean, that's kind of I was going to say that that's uh, kind of nice that they are showing you that respect, because a lot of I every time I read about cat behavior, it's always uh, very like status based. And the things that cats do to me are always like they're doming me. They're like just <laughs> like walking up to me and rubbing on me, which I'm told is uh, them being like, I own this bitch. Uh, you guys can just everybody can walk Lay away off. Yeah, my oat, my scent is on this man now. Yeah. I, I have, I have two cats too. I, I adopted a bonded uh, pair of cats a few years ago, and it was kind of interesting. Like in the beginning, they were like not, they were always fucking with each other. Like they were just always laying with each other. And like when I would, I would try and pet them, they're like, okay, thank you, fool. Where's the food? Enough of that. <laughs> and it's not like I'm not joking. Till maybe three years later, that. I started seeing like, you know, the kind of shit that you see on Reddit and you're like, how come my cats don't do that shit? Like try and sit on my desk or like, you know, interrupt me or like just jump on my lap. And it took three years for that to happen. So uh, it, it warmed my heart for that to finally come around. 
And that was oh, because you started killing birds and laying them before <laughs> your cats, yes, right? Absolutely. Like the only thing that they respect. Is, yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Just a couple squirrels just laying out. Yeah, and I mean, I think I was a little off-putting because I I found a very cool like animatronic cat suit to wear, <laughs> uh, but I realized it was very intimidating. Yeah. Well, okay, sure, I paid uh, Rick Baker's <laughs> FX house for some right. spare material they had to make it myself, but Terrifying. yes, uh, it didn't. It, let's just say it's better to just come as you are and yeah. let them come to you on their own time. I guess. Yeah. It was interesting because the movie cats, people remarked on the lack of asshole, but your cat suit is actually mostly asshole. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, very, very little cat. <laughs> little cat, mostly cat asshole. Uh, Release Miles asshole cut. <laughs> uh, Danielle, what is something you think is underrated? Uh, you know what? Um, I know we're, we're a couple weeks from Christmas, but you know what was really nice? Um, receiving sheets... And uh, uh, I got some sheets and I got uh, some linens, some uh, towels and some washcloths and some socks. And, you know, when you're a kid, Ooh. you're always like, ah, oh, those are the worst. But as an adult, I'm like that. This is fucking kick ass. I yeah. need more sheets. Like, I need them towels. I can throw my other ones away or like uh, use them as you cut them up and use them as like rags and stuff like it was great. Um, so yeah, that's something that I think is underrated. I think it's underrated when people give you the things that you actually need as opposed to the stuff that you want. Cause you know what, you guys, I don't need any more pop figures. I know everyone knows that I like nerdy stuff and the easy right. thing is to just send somebody like a pop figure or like a bobblehead. What I need are the things that adults have. Right. Please right. send me adult things. Please send me I that. Books on financial literacy. Uh, <laughs> yes. Anything. anything ex- toys. Yeah, but not prosperity gospel. That has been tried no. and failed upon me. Oh, um, oh you hate to see it. Uh, you hate to. I love to see it go. That yeah. was pretty great. <laughs> All right, I mean, yeah, hate to see somebody fall for it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, so that that's my uh, it was just it's so nice. I have like new sheets now and they're so comfy. And, 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 yeah. and do you do that it, thing where like you're a. You know, I've done the thing where my towels are like just beyond you. Like it's they should have been thrown away. This was before Her Majesty and I lived together, and I had just jank towels that I was bringing to the relationship. And she's like, "What is this?" (laughs) And I'm like, "Oh, these are my towels." And then she's like, "Don't you buy new ones?" And in my mind, I'm I have these moments where I'm like (laughs) on a website, like you know what? I need fucking towels, man. I don't care. Like it's stupid. And then I'm like, God. Damn, they cost half. No, I don't fuck that. Right. I don't need a fucking <laughs> towel. And that continues to the point I'm just using some just super thin rag and calling it a bath towel. Yeah, oh, since I used moved to on. do that. Yeah, my mom uh, saw my apartment in LA one time and was like, "Oh no, these are um these are now all rags that you use." Right. And now I send you nice. Well, because for a while, you know, she would send me that, and I'd be like, "I don't need those things. Like, I need clothes. I need you know mm-hmm. gift certificates so I can whatever." Look, I am in the house. Towels are way more important to me than dresses at this point. Absolutely. Mm. That's like, it's funny how being there just really makes like actually the things that you would have put off as like a thing you need to spend money on for your home as now is actually being the most important thing. Cause there's no, there's no going out. Yeah. So I'm no like escape. slippers. I'm like, maybe I'm gonna get slippers, like a good yeah. house shoes now. And I've never looked back. That's my next yeah. step. I want slippers and I want a robe, buddy. Yep. Oh, I got I two robes. Pocket. I have. Look, I've fully invested in my body senses in this in this pandemic. I have a now I don't even use a towel when I get out the shower. I just go straight to a terry cloth robe. Really? And let that absorb me and oh, then get damn. my other shit done. I'm so dry. I'm not like shivering. And then I have like a nice 
you know, fleece, just warm robe to vibe in when I'm not. It's just, you know, you got to have context robes. I'm looking up terry cloth robes right now because that sounds luxurious. Oh, and look, and for people who are dabbling in the robe market, if you're serious, get the full length shit. Don't get the shit that stops above your knees. Because when you have the shit that goes to your ankles, you're, you're I'm talking full body coverage. Yeah. Okay. So mine, just think as about you've that. seen uh, at some recordings, mine go real high. Like I like well, it. Yeah. Like yeah, hip it's, huggers. It's uh, a crop top. top. You keep saying yeah. is a bathrobe. <laughs> you bring up a good point of like a cardinal sin of gift giving that uh, I think a lot of people fall into is they take the one thing that they know about the person or like you know and just give them the first thing that occurs to them about that. Like for, for me, it's like he works in comedy and then they'll get like the first book in the comedy section or something like that. Or like, you know, I've done it with my nephews. I've like gotten them a toy that they're like, yeah, dude, that was like the first toy he bought when he got interested in dinosaurs or whatever. Um, Right, right, right. But yeah, like just get them something that you enjoy that you think they probably wouldn't know about is I think. Yeah. Uh, right. Especially if someone has like, you know, for Danielle, like you have a area of expertise. Yeah. So I don't think someone's going to from 10,000 feet be like, this is a gift that she'll like, because I know it's adjacent to her area of interest. Be like, you know, come like somebody got me seasonings. And I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, I like that. <laughs> they know awesome. I cook, but I don't right. They And then they, they supported a local business from a seasoning shop, like out in Oakland or whatever, and got me that. I was like, this is tight because yeah. this is some shit. And I wouldn't have thought to buy it. But it again, it was something. That's a great gift. From yeah. the heart. I'm I don't need seasonings another, right now, underrated. That's dope. I don't need another Rock t-shirt. Like, I know who The Rock is. <laughs> I've seen The Rock. I know he's the only wrestler any of you know. I don't need another The Rock t-shirt right. in man right. size X4. My titties are not that big also. <laughs> but thank you. But you do need uh, a Socko, uh, so, like authentic Socko. To have. Everyone needs a Socko. Yeah. What is uh, something you think is overrated, Danielle? Okay, uh, so here is, uh, it's connected to my overrated, because this is, again, a, just a creature comfort that made me really happy. Uh, white towels, uh, white washcloths, white linens, because I think it's one of those things where when you become an adult, and I'm very much doing a lot of, like you said, like, it, we're all in the house trying to make it so that like I'm looking at things that make me happy because I'm here. And I feel like we've all been kind of indoctrinated in this idea that like a white bedding is what adults have, Mm. you know, like white, you know, uh, uh, Mm -mm. all those, like that's the stuff adults have. And it's like, I got these floral grandma linens. And when I tell you, they make me so happy to look at, like I smile every time I come to bed. It's amazing. Um, and I know that it, it just like I feel like I walk into a lot of um, adults bedrooms and they look like hotels and like that's dope. But for me, I just think that that whole thing is like y- you don't have to prove to anyone anymore that you're not going to spill all over your bed. You know, right, right, right. right. Yeah. To me, it's too it's it's too much anxiety. I have pets and shit. You know what I mean? I'll smoke weed near a bed. I don't want at, you know, no. And plus, you have to bleach that. I get the one thing that people say. It's like, well, it's easy because you just bleach the shit out of it and the shit looks blinging every time. But mm. that's too, you know, I, it's it's on your way to dirty, like fucked up, pristine sheets that ha- will have me too out of my shit. So I like always like off white or, you know, colors for my bedding. Mm. Also, it's like I wear makeup and I'm brown. So every time I use like uh, when I've been in hotels where I've had to stay with people when I do comedy, I literally have to do the speech of like, look, I wear makeup. 
my skin is brown. If you see a brown washcloth in there or a white washcloth with brown stuff on it, right. it is because not, I washed my face. It's not because it I doo dooed all over the place right. and then just left it hanging right. out for you to fucking find. It's because I am a brown person who wears brown makeup and that's how it's going to come off on this towel. I think I read early on, like in a novel or like a character description somewhere, that where it was like, dark sheets were equated with some sort of like, I don't know, like questionable lifestyle. I I can't remember where I read it. Maybe it was like a Michael Crichton book or something, but it was like, you know, they have like dark, dark sheets. So you know what that means? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I don't think I totally internalized that, but that that's a weird, uh, a weird thing to give a shit about. Especially for like, see, because it's an airport book. That means that like so many people have read it. And that's where your parents get the idea that if you don't have white sheets, you're doing shit you don't need to be doing. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, Where did you pick that up, Dad? I don't know. (laughs) God. Yeah. You worried about these, this frog DNA just getting loose (laughs) everywhere. Oh, man. (laughs) By the way, my kids are getting super into dinosaurs right now. Jurassic Park ought to fuck them up, though. Yeah. I, we haven't watched it, but I got them a book that. Uh, I didn't realize, but is like basically SpawnCon for the upcoming uh, Jurassic Park movie where like the dinosaurs have escaped into the world, uh, which I'm super excited for. But like there's pictures where like a Mosasaurus, the underwater dinosaur, is like swimming underneath a bunch of surfers and shit. And oh, like, shit. <laughs> so, um, Oof, that'll connect some. I remember, man, what, what was that? Nine when Jurassic Park came out? I was like, okay, buddy, you're telling me they got dinosaurs over here? <laughs> I, oh. I saw that so many times in the theater. Uh, um, yeah. Let's just go back to the 90s, like we've been saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about uh, what is happening. And we're back. So the Republicans uh, are mm. a party in our country uh, <laughs> that is mm-hmm. having a tough time mm-hmm. there. Miles, you you put it that they're uh, construction paper masks that they've been wearing for the last, I guess, century uh, have like just burned off and we see who they really are now. I mean, most people saw Pat. They're like, uh, that's a lizard with a construction paper mask trying to appear right. as a human slash right. not white supremacist. And now that white elites have felt the threat of white supremacy, they're like, oh, my God, who are these yeah. people I worked with? Um, and, yeah, they're having a bit of a, a, a they're at a, a inflection point as a party trying to figure out where to go from here do they lean fully into the mob do they try and you know completely remove trumpism from the party i mean let's let's be real like it's still kind of the same thing it's just that you're branding a certain thing as trumpism but until they're like i hear them out here being like you know what man we need to talk about reparations actually then i will think maybe something's (laughs) happening until then it's just it's all fucking pr just mask switching for them so I think the biggest things that are coming out this week are, you know, the division that's occurring in light of the forthcoming accountability uh, that will be hitting the Capitol, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, But with Mitch McConnell and Liz Cheney basically chucking deuces at Trump, we're starting to see that the establishment is trying to figure out a way to, like, 
cleave themselves away and try and reassert control before the mob version of the party basically becomes the dominant force. And so Mitch McConnell, he came out and said he is, you know, quote unquote, pleased uh, by the impeachment proceedings and says that he believes that the uh, president did commit impeachable offenses. But that's a lot different than him saying, I will vote to convict the president in a trial in the Senate. You know, in the news, they say Mitch McConnell's an institutionalist. And he really cares about his legacy. So this is no surprise that he's drawing the line Mm -hmm. here. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that is them trying to be nice and completely ignore the fact that this dude is fucking Mitch McConnell, who TM of trademark copyright. He's been this fucking goon for a minute. Um, Or if they're trying to remind him that, like, do the right thing. Either way, uh, it's it's. It's it's a very just, I don't know, shallow gesture from Mitch McConnell to just say he's pleased and not to say which way he's going to go. Because if he does say he's going to vote yes, then it, I think it becomes much more realistic that we'll see 67 senators vote to remove the president. But everything he does is very specifically, you know, he, he you can you can be sure that he said pleased instead of uh, I will vote to convict yeah. for a very specific reason. Uh, he's like staying right in the middle. He's saying that he, the president, com- committed impeachable offenses, but he's also saying he's not going to bring the Senate back until after Biden is in office. Or, yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, he's just leaving the wiggle room, leaving it open, uh, which is dangerous because it's a, it's a, it's a weird game to play. Because on one hand, if anything fucking happens involving the president and his supporters, mm-hmm. I would say there's a very high chance of that. This looks very bad for them to sit down and be like, oh, I don't know. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. There's nothing's going to happen. He's committed to a peaceful transfer of power. That's if that if that doesn't actually uh, end up happening, that, that nothing happens or that things do happen. They're in a tough position. The other thing is, too, if he's stalling based on how the Department of Justice is talking about these investigations, there could also be something where. You know, Mitch McConnell, it does benefit him to have Trump disqualified from ever being able to hold office again because he already had to cede power to this this guy before. Mitch McConnell used to be the dude running everything. So on some level, I'm sure for his own calculus as a power hungry turtle, he wants to make sure that this man can't run for office. And possibly if these investigations are as you know, or the things that they're uncovering are as despicable as we think they are, then maybe he's just creating enough momentum for the senators to get in line. So the time, by the time there is a Senate trial, they're like, bro, you can't argue with any of this shit. Like, seriously, this is fuck. This is all bad. Um, but either way it's slow motion and people's lives are still at risk. And I, and this attempt, this coup attempt is still ongoing. We still don't know what happened with who and who was doing what and where all this money was coming from to bus people out or help people subsidize or travel to for this insurrection so yeah you yeah. pointed out a hashtag earpiece on on twitter that yeah. rabbit hole that i disappeared down late last night um but yeah it's it's just a lot of a lot of people who look like you know experienced operators in a lot of cases not exclusively they like kind of blend in with the crowd of people who are just milling around like they're at uh on a capital tour but then there's a lot of dudes with earpieces uh there's video from inside the capital where people have like schematics and they know uh where things are there is a uh trump supporter who had like specifically threatened violence uh in the past uh who 
says that there are three GOP lawmakers who had specifically like coordinated helped. with them. Yeah, yeah helped. Um, and even then, there's uh, even representatives in the House that are saying they saw Republicans giving people tours the day before inside right. the Capitol building right. that they that they themselves are. They described it as reconnaissance tours. And um, I forget her name. She's from New Jersey, but she is a former, I believe, Navy or Air Force officer. So for her to use that language is very specific. It's not yeah. just like someone who is outside of that world. And like it was recon like. No, as someone who is ex familiar with the military is like, it felt like a reconnaissance uh, operation. Mm. Uh, Super producer Anna Hosnia said Mickey Sherrill. Yeah, said, yeah, 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 yeah. When you look and you see some of the images and you see that a guy showed up, like one of the few people in masks showed up with like zip ties. You know, that that's obviously you don't. Flex cuffs. We have to call them flex. There's a oh, whole sorry. semantic argument happening now because, like, people, everyone has zip ties, but you're like, well, not those. Those are flex cuffs. Mm. Right. Sorry. Okay. So he had flex cuff. Well, no, but that's true. But it's also like, look, like, I, you know, I, I go everywhere and I have like a ring of keys just because I'm like queer, but it's like there's a difference between, you know, the difference between like a ring of keys and like something that's to, to, to hurt somebody. And right. it's, a lot of, you know, even AOC said, I watched some, did you get a chance to watch that live? Um, that I she saw did? The certain clips of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she said that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that she's not allowed to talk about, but it was very obvious to her as well that this was a planned attack. This wasn't just, you know, obviously we're, you're on Twitter. What you're going to do is you're going to start dunking on people because that's what we do, even when it's a really bad idea. And even when all it does is uh, boost these people's profiles. Um so you start dunking on all of the people who are dancing on things and, oh, somebody, you know, somebody shat all over the walls and ha ha, it's so funny. But the people who know what they're doing are going to use those people um, as cover so that they can do the yeah. things that they're actually there to accomplish. And, you know, all of these places are getting shut down. Some of the stuff we'll talk about later. But um, it also means that now, luckily, hopefully, hopefully, Obviously, like now, it, I, I feel like a lot of the things we used to take for granted after watching that, like, I feel like I can't as much anymore. So now I'm going to say, hopefully, the people whose jobs it is in the intelligence community to now know where these rats are fleeing to are in those places now because right. they can no longer plan things on Parlor where just like any comedian on Twitter can go on there and be like, ah, look at what they're doing, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And even with McConnell, I just want to point out the the media is doing a really good job of letting him get away with all this shit as if <laughs> this dude did not acknowledge the election results until mid-December. So he's right. just as guilty of allowing the, quote, big lie to get momentum and be spread quickly and in within the Capitol building out loud from elected members Um that that's being overlooked as well. But, you know, this is how this is how this shit goes. Uh, there would be some people who are just no nope, play the game just smart enough to somehow everyone forgets all the shit they did and people keep it moving. And hopefully most people won't forget. Um, Liz Cheney, though, too, she's the number three Republican in the House. Mm -hmm. um, and she has a tremendous amount of influence, not to mention her dad is fucking Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> but her like the state of Wyoming, where she's representing that went to Trump 70%. Like, she's from fucking Trump country. And she yeah. came out against the president. And so her saying this isn't like, it's not like she said this from a crystal store inside of Berkeley or some mm. shit. She's from, like, the fucking Wyoming area saying, quote, the president of the United States summoned this mob, assembled the mob, and lit the flame of this attack. Everything that followed was his doing. 
then said, there has never been a greater betrayal by a president of the United States of his office and his oath to the Constitution. Again, I see you, Darth Vader Jr., um, right. and you're doing a great job because you see a power vacuum and you're just trying to reassert this more corporatocracy version, plutocracy, yeah. Republican Party again, rather than like the rabid conspiracy theorist people. Um, right. So, you know, we see you. Uh, and it's nice that you've, again, people conveniently find their conscious, conscience uh, when the chips are really down and, and as a means to survive. But yeah, this is, she's really does, again, you're seeing the people who are really smart within the party trying to be like, mm, when am I going to play my hand now? Let's see if I can do that. Because at the end of the day, like the old school game is if you're friendly with corporations, that means you can keep all that pack money flowing. And right, right now, the the establishment people see that this conspiracy theorist version of the party is fucking up the the corporate donation flow. So they're going to be like, okay, then we have to really switch it up. I know everybody excused the white supremacy, the overt white supremacy for decades, I guess, until now. Um, so now let's kind of switch it up and be like, this was so bad. It's all bad. We got to get them out. This is not us. So please keep your donations flowing. Look, when yeah. you lose Axe body spray and they have to denounce you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it lights out. That's that is tough. Yeah, uh, they they had they had been counting on that. All their projections had Axe body spray support <laughs> going well into the future. Um, there, there's also reports that, uh, like from CNN reporter Jamie Gangle, uh, that members of the House GOP caucus are uh, being scared and intimidated by the president uh, under tremendous pressure from Trump. Uh, basically, you know they are looking at the things that happen to the Capitol and are like that. Those people are like you said, they didn't realize that they could be uh, the target of this shit. Uh, and because they're cowards now, you know, they, they're cowards, which is how they ended up being in a position uh, where they were, you know, trying to benefit and profit off of white supremacy. And now that they're cowards, they're uh, scared. You know, they're too scared to uh, scare the president or, you know, the DOJ was saying, too, they've also enlisted the help of corruption, ex corruption prosecutors, because they're like, we have to start connecting dots. It can't just be that these people were like so racist. And in a lot of the people in a lot, a lot of cases, it's true. But there is an amount of coordination going yeah. on that they're like. This reeks of something much darker than just like these people like, no, there is. So. That they're actually looking at it from that perspective, too, because there's some Republicans who realize the jig is up. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, it's yeah. done. This shit ain't going to help you anymore. In fact, it's fucking you up. And, you know, the clock is ticking probably on, you know, however much longer you can stay in office. But then there's this group, the Sedition Caucus people are still fucking all like the Matt Gateses and the Jim Jordans and shit. God damn. Like what? Like what's their what's their stake in this? You right. know what I mean? Because it's it now I get it. Maybe this, you know, they truly are the fascists that they're saying that they are or exposing themselves to be. But like, are there other dimensions? Like, what is the evolution that they got to yeah. this point? What is Jim Jordan's endgame? I know uh, Matt Getz's endgame is to try and marry Tiffany Trump, I think. But Jim, Jim Jordan's like, what are, what are you hoping to accomplish? It's always an interesting game when you have to figure out, find the grift, because... <laughs> a lot for a lot of them, this was it for years. Yeah, and um, it's you know obviously things. This has been going since beyond GamerGate, and people keep bringing up GamerGate, but it is a, a good example of of when 
all of this started kind of coalescing. Um, and you see like these people, they come into the media, they grift, they get a whole bunch of money and then it's gone in like two seconds because of different things. And so it, it can't possibly just be that they want to be on Trump TV, right? Like what is the next kind of money making right. grift for any of them? Right. Probably to just be like, you know, do Patriot Patreon and be like, y'all, they, they canceled me into out of existence. I need your help, Patriots. I need $3,000 a week to be able to fight the fight against, you know, like whatever. That seems to be, always be the language they pivot. I'm being destroyed by the liberal mobs, you know, like Dan Bongino Gino was like, I'm bankrupt because I put way too much money in parlor. He's like, mm. I'm, I'm done, y'all. I'm bankrupt. And I could see that that probably was his end game. He probably thought, oh boy, Trump's out. Parlor's going to be where it's at. We can, some motherfucker wants to come in and monetize this shit. And I'm going to have this huge stake in it. And I'm going to clean up, cut to, um, yeah. Cause I think at the end of the day, it is money for people, but that's why I'm so curious. Like who are the, just the straight up, you know, these three percenter oath keeper types who are just like hell bent on, you know, make bringing to reality this weird ethno state that they keep seeing in their mind. And how many people are just like, I don't know, I was just going with the momentum of the likes on social media. Um, and I was riding that and I didn't realize it was just ends up into a, a, a shark's mouth. I uh, retweeted a birds rights activist <laughs> tweet uh, <laughs> last night because it was just very funny. It was like that those tiny bird prints uh, in the wedding cake were not me. They were Antifa, but in the adorable <laughs> way that Katie writes his birds rights right. activist. Uh, and somebody replied to that and was like, okay, isn't it possible like that, that a uh, Q shaman dude was, has been arrested for as part of Antifa activity before. And so I just like, you know, did a very quick Google uh, found at the very top, a Reuters article debunking exactly that and posted it and was like, where, where had you heard that? Um, and his response was do your own research <laughs> dude. And, uh, yeah, like, okay, yeah, so like the media me never yours. lies about, yeah, that's what I'm just like. It's, uh, it's just beyond the point of like reason at this point. It's like, yeah, just, it's, it's re it, the, the logic is completely burnt out now. And now yeah. it's, you know, cause now you have people saying Ashley Babbitt was a plant. QAnon shaman is Antifa. Anyone who was caught is not them. Uh -huh. So, and then, but then those people are trying to reassert that they are not anti. They're right. like, no, I'm, come on, y'all, this is me. I'm a patriot too. That they can't for a second see that. So eventually it would just consume itself in some weird way. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I was just even thinking, you know, like with people that are fully into this ideology, it's almost an interesting thought experiment to be like, what would happen to you? What would you do as a supporter of the president if the MAGA world said you weren't who you are? Right. How would you then prove that to them? Because these are your people. How would you what tools do you have at that point? Like to even reason amongst yourself to be like, no, y'all, I'm I'm 100 percent patriot. I'm not right. a crisis yeah. actor. Well, there is nothing because it's I mean, again, it's a cliche to say, but it's a cult. It's a religion like it, right. it, or just at least that that fat, that the way of thinking about it is there's no way because we are wrong and are like we are right, right and they are wrong and therefore if you did something that makes us look bad then you know we're putting you out on an ice flow and right. th there's nothing that you can do and and here's the thing is even if you gave them that thought experiment of what would you do and how yeah. would you prove it i would never do anything that would piss them off. i would never do it because yeah. you're right 
Because I'm not a because I'm not Antifa. I don't have to worry about that. Cut yep, to, I don't have to worry about it. But that is an interesting idea too. I should have accused that person of being an Antifa plant who's making the argument of Trump supporters look stupid on purpose, and see if uh, see how you responded to that. They're yeah. all playing a high level game of Among Us, and it's just not <laughs> going very well. Yeah. That's right. All right, and Antifa, nice try. <laughs> All right. Uh, Real quick, since we're on the subject of Parler and uh, Dan Bongino, Jam kind of did a dive into uh, the conversation that's happening uh, back and forth after Parler was shut down and uh, Amazon Web Services decided to stop uh, hosting their servers. And this was not like a brave stand that they took after the Capitol uh, riots. It was a situation where they had a backlog of 26,000 reports of objectionable content, uh, including examples uh, of graphic calls to violence against tech CEOs, against school teachers and professional athletes, uh, specific dates and targets for that violence and threats to uh, shoot uh, police officers in the head. Um, And the FBI's defense for not distributing a formal intelligence bulletin about the plans to attack the Capitol, uh, which were all over Parler and they knew about and anybody could have like that whole hack that people were talking about was done on using a iPad. Uh, and it right. was, <laughs> it was done so easy. The person who did it was like, Oh no, it was not a hack. That is the information they made available. Like that's yeah. <laughs> what was out there. Like anybody could have done it. Um, but the FBI claimed that uh, they couldn't act on it because of concerns that the material FBI analysts were examining on social media amounted to protected free speech, uh, which is something they've always been uh, very aggressive about protecting uh, exclusively when it's uh, in favor of white supremacy. Right. Um, but yeah, it's not a, uh, it's not a situation where parlor was uh, doing, you know, just another website. Like they don't have any actual employees uh, or even automated programs regulating their content like Twitter does. And instead they rely on volunteers to moderate posts um, oh, and- so Parler was basically like that kid's basement whose parents were never exactly. home. Exactly. Right. Yes, exactly. Ooh, except every all those kids got guns and bad ideas. And like that kid's basement, uh, Parler became full of porn. Like that was something that the Washington <laughs> Post reported. They were like, uh, yeah, like it. You you can search sexually explicit terms, and it's just all sorts of just things. Cool that- stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. This basement's fucking sick. (laughs) They got everything. Yeah, except unlike the Capitol, it's also covered in shit because like wasn't that one of their problems too? They had to like regulate literal shit posts. Literal shit posts. They had to like regulate uh one of their first anti-free speech things was that people would send pictures of their shit as replies and they had to be like, please don't send pictures of poop when you reply to other people. Yeah. Even your own poo? Yes, even, even your, your own, own poo. poo. That's like was the thing. It was like, yeah, but it's our poo. <laughs> okay, sure. I, I created this. It's my baby. The thing, that, uh, the but the thing that they the things they were doing in terms of security, like uh, if you posted on Parlor, it would generate a number that was like sequential. So. If I posted and then you posted a second later, my post would be like 
five million one, yours would be five million two. So that enabled people to just figure out what the URLs were for all posts and organize it neatly. Whereas like in web design one oh one, the very first security step you take is randomizing those numbers, but they did not even take that. It was like a geolocation site. It was all lazy. They're even using like Okta, that platform a lot of companies use. Um, but, yeah. And they were using a trial version. <laughs> a trial <of> version. <laughs> no, it's yes. not WinRAR, you guys. Eventually you have to I know. pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> WinRAR. Oh <my> <laughs> UnRAR for my Mac people. Yeah. <laughs> my torrent gang out there. Shout out to Pirate Bay. Gang, gang. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And before we get to uh, important Harry Styles updates, uh, Mm -hmm. we wanted to just check in with Fox. I always like to check in with Fox when things like this are happening that would seem to challenge the cognitive dissonance uh, that they seem to be able to live with on a moment-to-moment basis. Hmm. Uh, Fox and Friends, I don't know, they're getting, they, they seem to be, like, that reality seems to be leak trickling in. They're starting to use some seasoning on their white supremacy cooking over there because it's getting spicy a little bit. I didn't know. I thought they were always just lockstep with each other, throating the boot. Being like, yeah, we love <coughs> we love everything that the president's doing. Um, but now I guess Steve Ducey look, I'm always curious to know what happened for all these people to find their conscience suddenly. Like it's obviously some kind of threat to their money, uh, because it's the only thing I believe is the only thing they actually worship is their material comfort. But Steve Ducey basically and him and Brian Kilmeade have had a bit of a little bit of back and forth over what exactly happened last week. Was it a attack was it this is blm just as bad and this is an interesting let's just listen to these two guys just really sort their feelings out because brian you're talking about people who work in the congress and we're talking about the congress was under attack last week it was looted there was a riot so was portland every day and nobody cared on the left brian those people have lives too just because they don't have medallions to go through metal detectors every day all the state houses and the police houses that were ransacked and nobody cared i don't think what they were doing in portland was trying to overthrow the police stations the democracy (laughs) of the united states of america right I get it. And there is some equivalency when you look at the fact that they were both attacks and they're both protests. Right, right. But this this was uh, essentially, and some people have used, uh, the people on the political left say the president incited this. The president is the one who said, come to Washington, let's have this big thing. It's going to be wild. And it was wild. Mitch McConnell and also Ken McCarthy are trying to figure out how to punish him because they say he has gone too far. I mean, it's also that, like, oh, let's not forget Fox and Friends. Y'all were also at hand in it. So for Steve Ducey to be like, I mean, it was all of them. Can you believe this? Uh, which is everybody just trying to leave the other party with the bag right now. So a lot of a lot of hot potato going on right now. The fact that he his summary of it was he said it's going to be wild and it was wild. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is one of the. Yeah. 
And Brian, you just want to say it was a vibe. That what to <laughs> call that a vibe is just a very disingenuous, euphemistic description of what we saw. That was oh, that was wild. It wasn't a vibe. It was <laughs> wild. And I just want to say that. I love that Brian Kilmeade is like, well, if they could have, they would have. But one one group of people actually went to the place where it could have happened, and one group of people did not. But just right. the idea of like, well, if they, I mean, they could, they would have if they could have. I, it's just, it's there's so much just, I know you are, but what am I that is happening in that clip, and I can't handle it. Because at the end of the day, none of them can actually have the get to the root of it, which is. What is this saying about the people on each side? And let's try and understand what they're fighting for or right. against. And if we were, if we sincerely analyze that, it would be so clear this has nothing. They're not the same in any way. You know what I mean? In any way. But they, because they're unable to, because that would completely give, like they would vaporize like, like some Star Wars Jedi ghost or some shit. If they're like, you know, Brian, I think it's because of white supremacy. What's happening to me? <laughs> they just can't do it because it's like, there's, that's, you know, that it, it always has to be a very inaccurate, disingenuous analysis of what the other side is doing for any of their arguments to hold. Well, they spent so long saying that Black Lives Matter was preaching. You know, some people were saying black supremacy. They were spending so long saying, like, they're trying to to, to ruin the government and overtake everything. And then when you have these people literally having a party on the steps and climbing up the walls like Link trying to get to Ganon, like... <laughs> You say, then then oh that's just like a bunch of people like you said having a vibe man that's just a tailgate yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just funsies that's just yeah a we're just tailgating the end of uh, the end of the democracy yeah dude it was the a gallows vibe gallows is... it was a vibe noose the gallows was, those were vibe pipe toss. bombs those weren't pipe bombs they were vibe bombs <laughs> <laughs> okay and I think we're just being really it's just so funny like even watching these Republicans debate right now in the house about over impeachment. It almost like looks like if there was like a bur- like a cat burglar defending themselves in court like with a ski mask on, like addressing <laughs> the the jury and be like, "I mean, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, what's next?" You know, truly that <laughs> burglary will be illegal and it's like are y'all for real right now? It's just bants, you guys. It was just banter. Oh, my full fuck. For the bants. Oh, my <laughs> it's God. It's all for the bants, you guys. That, yeah. That was, mm-hmm. a, that was a banter noose. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, uh, countdown to, to those really weird explanations, I'm sure. We'll be encountering those very soon. Okay. Especially because, look, I'm sure we're going to learn a lot more about a lot of people in the, in the Congress. Uh, yeah. Over these next, if, if these investigations are as, you know, uh, severe and serious as they're make are trying to make it seem whether or not that's a PR thing to be like oh we're gonna get them and by get them I mean tell them make them promise they'll never do it again and they can keep their guns mm. uh, we'll see what that is but I, it definitely seems like people are shook uh, across the Capitol again because for the first time they were like oh shit white supremacist violence could also consume white people that huh Okay, so we might have to do something about this because I thought it was just for, you mm. know, the, the other the others. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. All right, let's around. talk about uh, Harry Styles. The last time we touched the hair, touched on, <laughs> yeah, right, touched the Harry Styles. I wish. Uh, <laughs> the last time we touched on Harry Styles uh, and his new relationship with Olivia Wilde, or at least them being uh, spotted out in public together, uh, canoodling, uh, as the press would say. Um, we we didn't really know what was going on. Like we apparently at that time, people were reporting that Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis had separated. 
months earlier. And so I just assumed like, oh, so it was a known thing that they were no longer together. Uh, but now it's coming out that like Jason Sudeikis is like uh, heartbroken and uh, is like, I'm hoping that this is Look, I'll come out and say it, bro. He was, he was straight cucked by Harry Styles, <laughs> dude. Right. I'm sorry, bro. Sudeikis, come on, buddy. I'm, I'm all jokes aside. This whole thing in Us Weekly, the way they describe it, because again, I was worried about my man Jason Sudeikis, Me the too. guy everybody knows him famously from dancing in the background of the "What's Up with That" sketches. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if he's done much after that, but I obviously honor that work. And in this interview, the source has revealed, "quote Jason's had no option but to step back and let Olivia do her thing." But he has his fingers crossed that this is just a phase and that Olivia will snap out of it or that Harry will get bored and move on before too long. Sudeikis is desperate to get her back so they can, quote, repair their family. Oh, that, see, I didn't know bad, that. Yeah, this is bad timing, too, because everyone loves Ted Lasso right now, which is the character that Jason Sudeikis <laughs> plays, who is like the most human, sweet person in the world. Right. Um, and, you know, no spoilers for the season, but it's just like, this is a terrible time to be mean to Jason Sudeikis because we all have already wanted to hug Ted Lasso. And now we want to just hug both of him uh, <sighs> with mustache and without. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I mean, it, this sounds like, what do you think has happened here? He said he has no option but to step back and as if he's being like, you can't do this, Olivia. We got to work on this. <laughs> right. Come on, Outside the kids. And she's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you, I'm, I'm with Harry Styles right now. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't think I don't, you understand. Do you know who Harry Styles is? Have you ever met him? Because <laughs> he's like. Yeah, that motherfucker. He came to my bachelor party. <laughs> Um, i don't know so i just hope i didn't know i i just i hope this isn't salacious um but you know my heart goes out to them and if if you know but look if olivia wants to do her thing she gotta do her thing sorry you know once you go brit americans ain't shit i think as the saying goes is that a saying (laughs) no i just made that up for now (laughs) that's probably a saying somewhere i mean it depends on what century you're in right yeah um that that phrase will mean different things over the years I actually met Jason Sudeikis like early on in his career. Uh, I w- I was like on set of that movie, The Ten, uh, the David Wayne movie. Yeah, and it was yeah. like the one scene. It was the day that was like the one scene Jason Sudeikis was shooting, and he was just like the most down to earth, like nice guy. I just like sat with me while he was waiting for his shot and was just chilling, I'm, like a very normal dude. Yeah, um, when I, back in my old job at Condé, when I used to make like just go to junkets and just make like celebrity viral content, there was a video I did. What was the movie? He was in that movie, and when Anne Hathaway is like the monster and shit, you know what Anne I mean? Hath- that Colossal. be fucking up the town. Isn't Sudeikis in that? Colossal, I believe so. Is it Col- Colossus? Colossal, something like that. Okay, um, um, but it's it's very good. Colossal, really like yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. So I was a junket for that film, and he had like some dope. He's a sneakerhead. And I, I remember just identifying his sneakers. I'm like, oh, those are dope, blah, blah, blahs. And he was like, oh, oh. And then he saw my kicks. He legitimately had a conversation with me for five minutes. Junkets, Danielle, you know, them shits, yeah. like, if you yeah. if you eat up too out. much of your time, the publicist will be like, I'm sorry, y'all, you killed too much. You spent five minutes key keying about Nikes. So yep. I'm sorry, <laughs> but the, that we have to keep it moving. 
he straight up vouched for the conversation to the studio public everyone being like no 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 we need more time i i we were we were talking at the beginning and i don't want i don't want them to not like miss their time and i was like sedakis oh damn bro ain't nobody ever done that for me in a junket oh my god and so you know that's why i'm really it's that's why i think I'm, i have another layer of investment in this saga yeah um, who knows he could be a piece of shit you know he could be who knows but I've also met Harry Styles at a uh, one-year-old's birthday party and one of the most uh, charming human beings that you've ever witnessed. Like, the whole world stops when he walks into someone's backyard. (laughs) So, So I'm just saying, I understand, like, Olivia... you got you got something good and you got something real good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and you're Olivia Wilde, so you get your choice. Yeah, so like, <laughs> go off. It, all yeah. I know is just keep the keep the little morsels out so we can follow this story. Mm. Uh, all right, and then uh, Lord of the Rings, the series on Amazon, which is not something I've been tracking, but uh, they have kind of released the first description of what the series is going to be. Uh, and Miles, you're you're pumped. You're excited. I I mean, I liked the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, always was interested when this was announced. Like, what is this going to be? Will it mm. be good? What's it about? Who's in it? What it is? Um, I don't know. Daniel, about you? How did you feel when you first heard about this? Are you do? Are is this not really your bag? Well, so I was. I'm trying to remember. Um, when I first started covering this, because I feel like we've been talking about this for like. Uh, almost like since the end of like the Hobbit and stuff like that, like this has been in and out of development. It sounds like I, I feel like for a really long time. Um, so I go in and out of being really pumped and then being like, is this actually going to happen? And then being right. really pumped. Um, so now that it looks like we've got a description. So that's something. Yeah. Um, it's if, it, if it's following the second age, man, I'm totally in on this. Like if the, like it sounds like that's what this is going to be. I am completely in because I love Lord of the Rings and I love all of the stuff. And if they do it the right way, then I'm super, super stoked. I just am still, this is one of those, um, this is one of those properties where I'm very much, I will believe it when I see it. Right, right. exactly. As they say, it will take viewers back to an era which great powers were forged, kingdoms rose to glory and fell to ruin. Unlikely heroes were tested, hope hung by the finest of threads, and the greatest villain that ever flowed from Tolkien's pen threatened to cover all the world in darkness. I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I like I like all this. Um, so... They're saying from the darkest depths of the midst of the misty mountains to the majestic forests of the elf capital of Linden, to the breathtaking island kingdom of Numenor, to the furthest reaches of the map, these kingdoms and characters will carve out legacies that live long after they are gone. So it's it's flowery, but sort of like half specific, but it still gets me excited to your point. It does kind of sound like a wrestling promo when you say it like that. Yeah. It right, sounds right. like <laughs> The Rock is telling you all of the different places he's going to yeah. go to kick your ass. I'm, I'll kick your ass in the Misty Mountains. Right, exactly. Or like one of those mobile games, like ads where the yes. person's like doing a, a fake old old timey voice. Um, oh yeah 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 uh so as somebody pretend that i don't know shit about uh lord of the rings what this is like before even the hobbit happened before any of this stuff uh this is like pre-prequel yeah this is like pre-prequel um now and i'm and i'm gonna say it on it like i'm not like a stephen colbert like i know some of this stuff but like i'm not like a huge huge like i didn't read a lot of the books i love lord of the rings but i'm like 
one of those where I want it in a movie. I don't want it in yeah, mm, sure. 80,000 pages. Um, but I do believe that this is like kind of the rise and fall of man is what we're talking about. If we're talking about um, the second age and someone's going to correct me and I'm probably wrong. But yeah. so this is based on a separate Tolkien work that takes place in Middle Earth. Um, I don't think this is based on anything. Oh, really? Because um, if just... it, I, I think it's based on just like things that they talked about in um, Lord of the Rings, in like Lord the lore, the yeah, yeah, like the lore. This is almost it. like how they were talking about, which I don't think is going to happen now. But the Game of Thrones series, where some of where actually I think there might be some books on that one. But and again, someone will correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't believe that this is based on like a specific book or series. Um, I believe this is just based on like stuff that they've talked about and that they're going to pull out of the books. Mm. It's just funny because, you know, it's like the come up of Sauron basically and like him fighting the elves and shit. But I just like the idea of like a show called Young Sauron. (laughs) 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 Whatever that's about. Like, I don't know. Like, fuck it. I can do some comedy. Uh, It's like him with his family. You know, he was an awkward kid growing up. Right, right, right. Look at him now. Sauron, you didn't replenish the Diet Cokes again. (laughs) Did you see that clip on Reddit? No. Do we replenish in this house? <laughs> what? What is this? It's this clip on Reddit where this like it's like this these parents are yelling at their kid like like playfully ribbing their kid for not replenishing like the diet cokes in the basement refrigerator. And they're like, "What were you doing?" He's like, "I only had one." He's like, "We replenish in the god Damn it. Like, and the dad is like <laughs> totally going over the top with it. And then it cuts to the dad calling his brother. And he's like, Bobby, what happened? What did we do when we were growing up? If you took something out of the refrigerator, what did you do? And like, on, it's on speakerphone. And like, the, the guy's like, oh, 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 we replenished. And he's like, exactly. We fucking replenished. <laughs> like, this whole concept of replenishing the refrigerator. So it's a, it's a nice piece of uh, distraction for y'all. I know we didn't get to tweets we liked, but. I had to just stream of consciousness yeah, remind yeah. myself of that video. Know. Yeah. All right. Well, Danielle, it has been always is such a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Yes. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Um, you can just find me on Danielle Radford on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Danielle. Uh, I think it's underscore Danielle underscore Radford on uh, fa- uh, I'm not Facebook. I'm not there. Don't find me there. I'm probably there. I will not accept your friend request. <laughs> I am never on Facebook. Uh, it's not you. It's me. Uh, but you can find me on Instagram. Uh, most of the stuff that I'm doing, you can find if you go over to Twitter. But uh, you probably know me from Honest Trailers. Watch those. We make them. They come out every Tuesday. And I'm really, yeah, really yeah. happy and proud of them. And I think that they're funny. Um, so go check those out and then everything else. Yeah. Just find me on Twitter. I'll tell you about it. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? There is. I don't want to give a name cause it's kind of mean. Um, so I don't okay. want to say where it's from. So the bus it challenge has been really big. Um, for those of you who are not aware, it is a challenge that started on TikTok. Um, it begins with the Nelly line. I think my butt's getting big and it's usually a woman in a robe with like a, a, a wearing like a bonnet, um, very chill. And then she drops down and then bus it plays and you can see her bussing it. So there's mm-hmm. one where there's a woman who she, she starts out normal. And then when she gets down to bus it, she doesn't get down all the way and she's in an evening gown and she has a Bible and she just has the words reading <laughs> and she's like doing it back and forth. To this Like, oh, I don't know if you've ever seen those old SCCT uh, TV um, shows where they would do like fake 3D where they would just 
put stuff into the camera. So she's doing it like that. And my favorite tweet was a quote tweet of that where the person just wrote, boo, get off the stage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's it. That was my favorite tweet this week. I've gone back and read it a million times. (laughs) Oh, TikTok. Miles, where can people find you, follow you? What's tweet you've been enjoying? Yes, I will tell you where to find me, but I first have to tell Zeitgang where to find these deals, okay? Because the merch at T Public is popping tin, okay? Popping it's popping off. <laughs> it's third. You can get up to thirty five percent off. Do you want a T shirt? That's thirteen bucks, okay? Did you get some shitty gifts that you didn't like from Christmas? Think just cop that Zeitgang shit, okay? So go to tpublic.com slash the Daily Zeitgeist and uh, get in on that uh, whole vibe. Get it is a vibe. Whole vibe. It is a vibe. vibe. Promised. It's not a problematic insurrection. It's a vibe. Mm. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray, also 420 Day Fiance, also Deckheads this week. If you want to hear me talk about <laughs> Chef Rachel on Below Deck, she is a. I'm, I'll tell you this. I don't want to hang out with her. She's a mess. Uh, mm. But, you know, but I love to watch it. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so check that out. That's me, Super Producer Anna Hosnia, Nick Turner. You know how that goes. Uh, some tweets that I like. First one is from Softboy at Softboy UK uh, tweeting, teaching six-year-olds via Zoom is so funny. I'll spend 50 minutes explaining a literacy task. And when I ask if they have any questions, they'll be like, do you have a cat? (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Uh, Another one is from uh, at Megawatts 55, Sailor Michael. He tweets, they didn't want to give immigrants toothpaste nor soap, but gave Jake his organic food. And Yo. isn't that the fucked up truth? They gave that motherfucker uh, Q Shaman was on a hunger strike because he said he could his he only ate organic food. If that ain't whatever, that is so. <laughs> I don't have to explain that. If I have to explain that to you, unsubscribe. And the last one is from Snow Bay at S N O E Y N tweets. You're so quiet. Thanks. I'm not comfortable around you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna just retweet and pin that. that <laughs> Thanks, I'm not comfortable <laughs> around you. Uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. Dana Donnelly tweeted me after being on my phone for the whole movie. I just felt like it was really slow and confusing. <laughs> so, uh, the hype at the hype tweeted, "You okay, bro? You've barely even cranked that Soldier Boy today." <laughs> And uh, Amy Silverberg tweeted, uh, I've written a version of Airbud that is so fucked up, so horny, that anyone who reads it never recovers. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Or we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding out on today? Uh, okay. Uh, also, Super producer Anna Hosni pointed out, yes, also uh, Muslims that were in custody were forced to eat pork. So, you know, they oh, keep, cool. keep keep the organic food coming. And there's, there's literally... <laughs> One America, and it's fucked up. Uh, This track is, you know, TikTok's been giving me some cool jams. I'm like, yo, what's this? 
And thank mm. God TikTok has to tell you what the track is. I'm not having to hold up three phones being like, Siri, what is this? Or whatever the fuck I'm doing. Right. Or using Shazam and shit. Uh, so this is from when I went on a Japanese TikTok rabbit hole. Uh, but this track is from Kaito Shoma, who is a Russian beat maker. Uh, and this track is called Scary Gary. And it's got like a yeah. DJ Paul from 3-6 Mafia sample over it. But it's so dark and like lo-fi. I don't know. This shit feels like what the inside of my mind after 2020 is like um so you know lift you some weights or work out to this one because this um this is this is this one is for the intense people okay so check mm. this out you played this yesterday i it immediately went on my uh playlist oh yeah for my kids um, <laughs> yeah. spooky beats yeah <laughs> spooky beats to creep out the kids uh, all right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production by iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.